Welcome to the CBS Eye on Money podcast. It is Thursday, August 19th. Uh, Now, Mark, after you did your little like, oh, this is ridiculous that we have to do this tease thing and they don't even put the spots in. I want to let you know that they they did put the spot in, but they put the dumbest spot ever in, not the advertiser. But they did the spot where it was as if I was doing the spot for another show. Mm. Mm, I know you're not happy. If If you could see me, I've got my head Resting on my hands. Yeah, it's it's rough. I mean, we can't handle all of the aspects of this program, but production people, here's you wanted the real Jill. Here comes the real Jill. If you're going to actually ask me to voice a spot for my own program, perhaps you don't need me to say, Hi, it's Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst. <laughs> uh, what a train wreck. <laughs> I know. I also had a little experience this morning. Uh, I am. This is not live. I'm recording this on the morning where I was on CBSN, our streaming network. And in the middle of my hit, three different contractors called me because there was a lot of confusion, evidently, at my house that I did not know about. <laughs> I, hope, I hope you had your phone on silence. It was silent. I was actually in airplane mode, so that was fine. But I just, you know, clicks up on my phone and I'm like, oh, boy. Chip and Jim and Ariel and uh, everyone's got to talk. How about everyone talk together? Anyway, uh, so I, I feel like sometimes that I am the conductor of an orchestra and I have like half of the orchestra in perfect harmony. Everything sounds good. And the other half sounds like, you know, a junior high school orchestra. Yeah. Well, we can only control what we can control. Thankfully, that part sounds good. All right. That is good. Okay. So this is the program that tries to take the mystery out of your financial life. The way we do that is we ask you to send us your questions. Just hop onto our website, jillonmoney.com and hit the contact button. It's the easiest way to do it. And bookmark that particular website because you're going to want to come back over and over and over. You're going to sign up for our free weekly newsletter. You're going to see all the exciting design stuff that we're going to be doing in the next few months. You're going to love it. Fabulous. Uh, So we are going to, uh, what are we going to do? We're going to talk about somebody who is asking whether she is saving too much. We're going to do that right after this. And I hope this is a spot where I don't say my own name. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. All right. You are back. It's Eye on Money. And today we are so delighted because we have Tina, who is on the line from Santa Fe. And Tina, you have a funny question, which is like a weird question to come from somebody young. So tell us about what's on your mind. Hi. So, um... I'm 28 and my husband is 29. We are making 120,000 a year right now, but then we'll be making a lot more next year, um, around 300. And so we're hold you know, on, making- hold on, hold on one second. How is that happening? Why are you going from 120 to 300? What's going on? 
Well, I am a grad student now, so I make very little. And once I graduate, I will make a lot more. So that's Ooh, why. Oh, congratulations. So so Thank you me. have actually figured out a degree that will pay off in terms of salary. So that's fantastic. Yeah, I'm going from 26, you know, in stipends to 165. Oh, very nice. Very, very nice. So tell me um, a little bit about what caused you to give us a jingle. Because of such a huge increase in our household income, we're making this big budget for next year. And mm-hmm. the main question here is we're trying to start saving for our future kids, 529 accounts, mm-hmm. before we even have kids yet. And so I'm calling to see if you know you think that's silly or if we're putting too much money into the 529 accounts. I think it's kind of funny that you're doing it in advance of actually having children. So tell me a little bit more about what's going on. We have no debt, no kids yet, but we plan to have two to three in the future. And we will be moving to Chicago when my new job starts. And what will that require in terms of like cost of living adjustment? That's going to go up to, let's see, 6000 a month. That's good. And you can obviously afford it. And what about your contributions to retirement? What are you doing now? And how are, you know, I just want to make sure that we're covering everything Let's break it out for each of you. And and let's pretend you already have this job, right? So not this second, but let's say that today we have you making your 165. What do you plan on putting into retirement? We plan on maxing out both of our Roth IRAs. Mm -hmm. Not IRAs, sorry, um, 401k, because we won't be eligible for the IRAs. Right. Okay. So you're going to do 19.5 for each of you, right? Right. Okay. And then anything else beyond that that you are planning to do? Not really. Okay. And what about money that's already been put in savings? How much do you have? So we have 37 k for our emergency reserve, which should cover six months of living in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we have 135 k in our bank savings account, and that's for like a whole bunch of like midterm goals. Tell me about that. What are those? Um, so there's the house down payment, which is roughly half of this 135 And then we are saving for a car in a few years. And then we have one for our honeymoon, which we didn't get to have because of COVID. And then we married. Wait a second. You got married amid COVID? Yes, we did. This is the second time, Mark. And did you enjoy it? Was it good? You were happy? It was great. I'm I'm glad I did it. And where's where's the honeymoon going to be? We're thinking New Zealand. Ooh. Interesting. That's great. Fantastic. Okay. So, but when we think about it, the emergency reserve, let's call it sacrosanct. The 135 between the house down payment, the car and the honeymoon, that's kind of spoken for. So you're very good savers, right? I mean, really good. Any other money that is anything else, just like fun money, or I don't know what your spouse does for a living, but is there money like in stock plans or anything like that? Any other assets that we've not accounted for? Yeah, so he doesn't have any real stocks to speak of. It's a startup. But um, between the two of us, we have two 529 accounts in our own names, and there's um, 11,000 already in there. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. 
Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Mark, what do you think about the 529 accounts starting for the kids now? I mean, you're a young parent as well. So I just want to make sure I'm going to check myself and ask the, you are really the expert in this more so than I. Yeah, I know quite a few people that have done this, including a friend of mine did this prior to the birth of his son. I don't know. I, I personally did not feel the need to do that. I was, I'm was i just wondering, like, if you break it down month by month, what do you think you guys are going to have extra each month? Um, actually, like $700 only. And that's why I'm calling because it mm. seems kind of little. How much do you think you're, you would want to put into the 529s on a monthly basis? Um, right now, the bank rate calculator says we need to put in a little under 2000 per month. A month? Yeah, because yeah. she wants to fully fund for two to kids. three college educations, right? But you're not doing that currently, are you? Um, no, not yet. But once we start the new jobs, we might. But when you say you're going to have 700 a month once you have the new jobs and you're putting money into your Roths and you like, you, in other words, this is with the new salary, this is the, that's what you think you'll have after the cost of living increase. You'll have 700 a month extra. Is that what you're telling us? Yes. Is that after you contribute to the 529? Yeah, yeah. 2000 a month. I don't know. I would, maybe I would have, I would, I would have it. I would too. It's exactly what I thought. I would cut that in half. I would, first of all, we don't know anything about these kids, these yet unborn kids, right? right? So I think it seems a little bit ambitious to do this in such a big way. And also, I don't know why, but I have this sense that even though you like, oh, I have money saved for the house, like that whole thing of buying a house, furnishing a house, having a house, getting used to that. Like, I feel like you're going to need a little extra money in the slush fund. And what I would do is if you're telling us, you you know, you basically have $2,700 a month that we're talking about, right? I would split it in half. I really would. I would say, if you want to do this, let's do, you know, 1300 a month would go into 529 plans. And then $1,400 a month would go into... Um, let's not call it your midterm goals. Let's call it long-term goals. Like let's put that into a nice mix of index funds that that you could, again, it wouldn't be as aggressive as your retirement accounts, but money that you think you're going to be able to tap sooner, you know, like five to 10 years rather than talking about decades in the future. How much money is already in retirement for you guys? Um, so we have Roth IRAs of 45K combined. And mm-hmm. then our Roth 401K through my husband's job, there's 37K in there. I mean, you got a lot of work to do on retirement. So let, you're going to fund that. That's going to be great. I would rather you not have all that money tied up in a 529 plan before we know what's going to happen. Maybe you're going to have like the pro football playing scholar oboe player. I mean, I don't know. Like we don't know what, who, who these kids are and what they're going to be. It feels like premature to go crazy with it. Like I get your, you know, if you're going to have two or three kids, even if you started saving an additional $1,300 a month right now, that would be a lot right now. You know, who knows what it's going to be in terms of like, what are your needs going to be once you do have kids? Are you both going to be working? Is there going to be need for some help? I don't know. I feel like you want some flexibility and you will be robbed of flexibility. Not that you can't get the money, but it's better to have already had it taxed. And and certainly I like the idea of building up the midterm goal fund a little bit also just to make sure that the transition in this move doesn't, you know, maybe surprise you a little bit on the upside. When is the actual move taking place? December. 
if by, you know, three, six months into 2022, you have a better sense of your costs and everything that's going on and you've made the move and everything's done and all that stuff. That, and you've got like, now you're planning your honeymoon and you, you really get a sense of like how much of that 135 you're going to need or whether you're going to need more. I think then I would do the, the backdoor Roth. I'm okay with them putting a little extra money in the 529. I really am. It's like if it's 13 or a thousand, whatever's easy for you. But I do think having more liquidity as you approach this time in your life, it's so funny. It's like, this is the bookend period to retirement. When you're young and you're starting a family, having access to money is incredibly important. And when you're older and getting ready to retire and you no longer have cash flow, it is incredibly important to have liquidity. So this is like the bookend story. In the middle, you know, you can kind of throw money lots of different places, but I think you're going to want to have this liquidity. And I think that you should actually have fun along the way. And I would hate for you to live a life where you're like, wow, this is amazing. We're going from 120 grand a year to $300,000 a year. And all you're doing is scrimping and saving as if you didn't just, you don't have something to celebrate. You could, you're allowed to live and have some fun. Right. I know you're not buying that. Wow. Mark, did you hear that? She's like, right. Not really. Jill. <laughs> can you give yourself permission for that or not? Yeah, I can. I can. Cause I feel like that's something that will put some of your financial life in more balance. You guys are certainly on the right track. So you don't, I don't, you know, you don't have to have that, that mentality that a lot of people have, like almost like the fire movement that Jill and I have learned to hate. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, is it, it really, I think you guys are in great shape and that, you know, it's okay to enjoy yourself. It really is. It's so, it's really is okay. I feel, I feel like you guys are in, you, like Mark said, you're like on a great path, but it doesn't have to be like this complete black and white. Like we save everything or we save nothing. Like, you know, you can do some things, you know, you can have some fun and make a great trip to New Zealand and you can make this transition and give yourself a little flexibility. And I think you should stay in touch with us because I have a feeling, Mark, that when the pregnancy occurs, there's going to be a whole rethinking of this, but we're going to have more information by then. Right. So that's what we think. Do you guys have wills? Not yet. Okay, let's do that. That's easy. And what about life insurance for each of you? We don't have them yet. You know what? I would. You're young and you're healthy and you're going to have kids soon. And while you're young and healthy and you know you're going to have kids, you know what you could do? You could both get yourselves a 20-year, million-dollar term life insurance policy for each of you. Bang that out. I, I mean, the cost is probably going to be like bupkis, like a couple hundred bucks a year. Are you going to buy a house or are you going to eventually, when is that moment going to be like, you're going to say, I'm going to buy a house when, after a year or after, like, what are you thinking? Oh, we're still saving for the house. We're thinking of six years. So the oh 135K my. is like not done yet. We're putting in like 2,300 each month, each okay, month into like the saving stuff. And what's the plan for the kids? Same time frame? Yeah, around the same time frame. We're hoping to buy the house before the first kid has to, like, you know, go to school, just so we get into this, you know, good uh, school zone. Well, if that's you know the case, I would definitely peel back on the five twenty nine for a few years. Yeah, me too. I would. I would tell you what. I would look at buying the house sooner rather than later because rates are really low. Get a sense. Like, I'm not saying you have to do it this second, but Chicago's a pretty affordable place for a housing market. You know, considering it's a big city. And I keep my eyes open and start getting a sense of neighborhoods and stuff like that. And I think that the house purchase could occur sooner than six years. Just my two cents. It's my guess. That's my guesstimate. You might be happy to have that buckled up and done 
And and yeah, that does argue for pulling back more on the uh, 529. Oh, that's interesting because I read somewhere that the housing market is not going to like calm down until 10 years later when the supply catches up. So eh, like, who knows? maybe we have to stay for even longer. <laughs> no, I don't think so. And by the way, Chicago is actually a much more affordable market and you're making good money there. And I'd start looking and rates are still low. That's where I come down. Gotcha. All right. We are so happy that you joined us. If you would like to be like Tina and come on the air with us, all you need to do is let us know. You can contact us by hopping onto the website, jillonmoney.com and hit the contact button. While you're there, sign up for a free weekly newsletter, or you can send us an email, askjill at jillonmoney.com. So we thank you very, very much for listening. And oftentimes we, you know, we're talking about money and saving and all that. I do like to remind you to try to lift somebody else up today. We'll make that person feel better. It will make you feel better. It really will. And here at Ion Money, we've got a nice little mantra for the year. Curiosity, compassion, community. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you next week. If you like Money Watch, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Catch every episode of 60 Minutes, America's most watched news magazine show, as a podcast. Hear in depth investigations across politics, news, and entertainment on your schedule. Listen to 60 Minutes ad free on Wondery Plus.